Alrighty, Sports Gazette Podcast, just the usual intro. Uh, these were recorded a few days ago. It's just um, recording them um, between times over our busy weekends. Uh, they were recorded, yeah, in the wee hours for me um, over two days, uh, the other one as well. So uh, just letting you know, they're, they're more topical than they are um, based on events happening at the time. Um, we do a bit of World Series chat on this one, which is still relevant, so um, it's all good. Uh, there is a little break, about 15... 17 minutes in, I think. I, I'm trying to remember what the time marker would be after I do these little edits. But, um, yeah, just the usual computer deciding to overload. Like, it's a, it's a fucking iMac. Like, the reason I have the pod on this computer is so it doesn't do that. But if for some reason just this just got overloaded or something like that, it just popped up with a message. But after that brief little pause, which will be, um, you'll notice, with a little throwback to the 2014 or 15 Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, just had to throw a little, little, little bit of fun in there in the in the little gap that happens. So you'll hear it when it happens, and then we dive back into it, and uh, and it doesn't happen again for the rest of the pod. So yeah, just a minor issue that you know the usual things that pop up. Um, but yeah, otherwise all good uh, as the usual. Just follow us on our socials, do all that stuff, helps us out a little bit, and uh, yeah, keep on going. Let's get into it. Sports Gasmic podcast back after a couple of weeks break. Um, I had a week off. Yeah. I was off traveling for sports, of course. So, you know, good reasons, <laughs> good reasons. But back on the line with Shay. How are you? Ew. Oh, I'm not bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a rough sports week uh, the last six days or so. So, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no better therapy than just a deep dive into the mental, mental anguish that sports brings upon us 99% of the time. Um, why do we do this? Uh, do this to ourselves? What's wrong with us? All the questions that we ask ourselves daily. Um, my dad asks me often because he's just not. He's like enjoy sports, um, but not like crazy into it like me and my brother are. And he's just like, why do you do this to yourselves? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I was thinking that last night. Uh, I'm not a huge Astros fan by any means, but I was definitely rooting for them for uh-huh. personal reasons. And uh, even though they're not a very likable club, but. Uh, yeah, I was just like, you could just not care, and it'd be a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, especially when, um, and yeah, we were, um, nice segue, buddy. Um, <laughs> we were going start, to start this pod talking about the World Series. Um, both of us, obviously, none of our personal teams are in the World Series, but we both were on the opposite sides of the spectrum as far as who we were hoping to see win. Um, the Astros, I mean, multiple reasons. I was pissed off when they beat the Dodgers because wife's favorite team. Um, sure. Yeah, and... Uh, you know they've had they've had a good good run of having some controversy hit them in both World Series appearances they've had in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, not a- and so that 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 you know and and a lot of teams get it. So like I'm not going to say the Astros are the worst organization of all time because no team is really innocent in all those things. But there are some high profile ones, particularly that one with that female reporter was quite um, quite bad. But yeah, that's really taking over the news, and it really took away from the Astros making their second World Series yeah. in three years and almost winning it and winning three games on the road. But that's all anybody could talk about. So, in the in like the Nats fans booing Trump and the lock him up chance, like I'm not that mad that the Nats won, but I was just like, I'm just gonna have to hear about it today from a bunch of Nats fans. So. Not yeah. exactly. Well, it depends if they've got hangovers and just don't don't actually want to talk too much. No, not they those won't. types. <laughs> I would have I would not be in class today if it was my team that had just won the first World Series, but I'm that's why I'm here and not at grad school. <laughs> yeah. Um I did you I remember the Cubs run in twenty sixteen, like I would have to go on Monday mornings around ten, which isn't that early, but like when you're up, like I think they they played the Giants that run, so they're out on the West Coast and just getting up, hungover, probably a little still drunk, and going to have to interview players for an article to write. And just, I had like a mustache. I was pale. I like had huge sunglasses on. I just, it's shocking that I haven't got a full time job in this business. Really, 
just getting the player to hold the bucket for you while you're interviewing like that kind yeah of, yeah oh my god it was uh, there were times where it's just like waiting for them to get done with practice like am i gonna am i gonna make it is this <laughs> is this happening but it was all worth it because the cubs won so congrats to the nats uh none of us saw that coming i don't think no i think a lot of the talk beforehand was like the asteroids were the favorites you know once they especially once they got out of the um al it was uh it was they were going to be the favorites whoever they faced and the nats particularly um seemed to be the drastic underdogs unreal stat that it was uh, the the away team won every match um they did that's just home, Un- home field advantage unparalleled game, right like I mean, it yeah. seemed like the hockey playoffs because that happens way more there. You just don't really see that in baseball because the pitcher, you know, starting pitchers are used to the mound that they're on. Um, the home crowd, especially in October, really gets players fired up. So, and that that crowd that last park in Houston that is so loud. Yeah, and up until it's just the a seventh, little band box. Up until the seventh inning, they were on just mental and uh, and and grinky. Was like I think the commentator said beating off it, yeah. Uh, in around the third or fourth inning, they said you know the Astros aren't putting up too many runs at the moment, but if Granky keeps doing like this, they won't need to. Um, felt like a uh, they needed to, yeah, yeah, they needed to, yeah. I was even thinking, I was thinking it felt like one of those games. Um, to bring a soccer analogy into it, when you're having 20 shots in the first half and you only score one, and the other team's just holding, holding the, holding, and the they score up. right before halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. You know, the Astros kept on leaving guys on base, or just, you know, just, and, um, and Scherzer Soto made the diving catch, and yeah, yeah. and Scherzer was certainly hittable, and uh, he was, he was getting, he was getting the outs when he needed to, but he was also, he was, um, there's a few. Few uh, fly balls that were, um, you know, only a few feet from going over the fence, and you know. Game of yeah, I, yeah. My my biggest takeaways from it are they had he gave up that home run in the second inning, I believe, and then they had back to back hits after that. So they had three straight hits with, mm-hmm. with no outs and with two outs and. Alrighty, because um, my computer, which is a nice expensive iMac, decided that this disc was overloaded, <laughs> the piece of shit. Uh, we had a little break there, as you would have heard. Seems to be becoming a, like a recurring theme lately with the technology thing. Um, off they, air, they're off, trying to keep us down. Yeah, yeah. No, off air, I was talking to Shay about the uh, the new mixer I want to get for the pod because it's just um, it'll solve a lot of these issues as far as having backup recording uh, capabilities and all that. But while we're at it, we're just going to just push along here and hopefully get something recorded. Um, you were starting to say about um, when um, yeah, the the, uh, the when the Astros hit their first home run and had kind of in the position to be able to maybe uh, really stamp their foot on the foot in the neck of the Nats there and um, yeah. yeah, second inning, uh, the bottom of the second uh, after the first home run, uh, Scherzer gave up back to back hits, so that was three three straight hits. They had first and second no outs and. They tried to bunt um, inexplicably, I thought. Even at the time when he squared, I was like, why are you doing this? Scherzer's, like, he's on the ropes right now, uh, barely hanging in there. Uh, and it's an AL team, and they bunt. First pitch, he bunts it, pops it up, foul, foul out to the third baseman. Then next batter grounds out to first. So you have runners on second and third, two outs, where, you know, you might just want to let that guy hit in the first place rather than bunt and just see what happens because maybe you'll move the runners over. And I thought that was a really big missed chance um, early on for them to – and they did get a, another run, I think, in the next inning or the inning after that. So it was two to nothing. But that was a big inning where I thought they could have broken it open. A couple innings later, I think they had bases loaded, two outs, and they couldn't do anything. And then – just the second takeaway is not using Garrett Cole. I don't understand that in any capacity. Uh, last night he was warming up. I did see on Twitter that somebody said, well, maybe he didn't feel good and he told the bullpen coach that or the bullpen coach saw something and he didn't, and that's why he didn't pitch. So I'd be interested to hear about that. I just, um, if it was a managerial decision, I'd think it was one of the worst decisions since uh, Joe Madden almost cost the Cubs the World Series in 16. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you going with the Joe Madden one, but yeah. Uh yeah, no. The, we the, won the, that in spite of him. I love him to death, but we won in spite of him. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that was the talk Twitter was um alight with uh wonderings about what, what happened with Garrett Cole there because you know, like you said, the only the only 
plausible explanation would be um, the guy, the coach there, seeing something or Cole himself, and it would take a big thing for him, I would assume, to not not put him like you know most guys, even if they're feeling something, if they think they can go, they'll go in that kind of situation. So. Yeah, it's um, going to be one that, we'll, uh, as we do say a lot with sporting events like this, that have um, you know dramatic endings and whatever. And a lot of what ifs will be wondering if we'll ever get the proper story, if it'll just be a little bit of he said kind of things. But kind of, kind of batting off of your point about what the decisions they made, um, the Astros made in those situations where they could have put the foot on the gas. Uh, the one that really stuck out to me on the other side of the ball was um, Juan Soto taking, you know, kind of, you know, a lot of people were saying that the maturity showed in the moment when he could have, <laughs> when he could have swung for the fences, and but he took the ball four, um, got on base, yeah. and then the next uh, was it Harry Kendrick that hit the home run, that two, yeah. two run homer. Um, so mm. yeah, you get you get like a lot of people would have forgiven the young young you know young player in the World Series who has hit some big home runs for taken a swing but he he really smartly um played that at bat up um and you know got on base and then the next next guy up hit a home run and suddenly put him rather than him having a potential hit at a tying run he got himself on base and the next guy came up and put put him and himself him and soto uh across the plate for and suddenly they had a lead and they built from there it was just uh you know uh, the two sides of the ball when you see this um the questionable decisions of bunting um and then go to the other side and see guys um really playing there um, you know, va- valuing their at bat and and playing the percentages, and it was just really cool to see how they 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 dug themselves out of the hole because, you know, going into the seventh inning with that loud minute made park, it really didn't look good for the Nats, and they just from <laughs> that point on they completely changed the game with just smart ball play. It was just shocking that it seemed like everything that made the Astros so good, you know, so many wins this season um they've just been great lately over the past three years just you don't ever think that their offense is going to stall but they it just seemed like they were all trying to hit that game tying home run and they weren't trying to get on base like Soto did they weren't trying to move well other than the bunt attempt but that was early on but like once they got behind the eight ball so to say they they just couldn't find a way out and that's an offense where it seems like almost every hitter in the lineup should be able to just slap a single and they just couldn't find a way to do that last night it was uh kind of shocking and they couldn't find a way to do it in the first two games either so it was just kind of a bizarre world series um like i said you would never think that the nats would have got here after they started 19 and 31 through their first 50 but yeah. hey yeah, that's what, it, that's what was, happens and there was the obvious uh, elephant in the room of um the bryce harper leaving last season as well um yeah yeah um, um ewing theory yeah. all that fun stuff yeah, I mean, we don't have to dwell on that too much because the the Nats obviously are a sum of what they are now, and they're World Series champions without without the bloke that took off to Philly for a nice money deal. So you know they they've done it themselves. They've um, recruited well. Um, certainly, Soto is such a great player, and you know Howard Kendrick's a guy of like he's just been around for a long time. Been one of those guys that's kind of floated between a few teams. He was at I think he was at the Angels and the Dodgers um, in the last yep. fight, and and just one of those guys that's just a good good guy to have in the, have in the club and. Um, you know, he he came up clutch today, and he's had some big moments in the uh, through the playoffs. Um, I think he hit the run that got them past the past the Dodgers as well, unfortunately, for the Dodgers faithful. <laughs> but um, especially being a former Dodger, but yeah, no, it's just cool to see. You know, um, especially the Astros are so star started. You know, they they've got Verlander, and and then they went out and got Granky at the um, halfway through this year, and um, you know, and full credit to them for what they did to build that squad because you know if they'd won, they would have deserved it as well. But um, yeah, uh, for the Nats to go out and beat that team, um, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, and on the Bryce Harper thing, it people are just like Nats fans. Like even after they beat, um, you know, even after they won every series along the way, they're like, "Can you imagine being Bryce Harper right now?" It's like, I mean, I can't imagine it. He's got a lot of money because so. I'm not rich, but like <laughs> I can imagine like being like. Like spending time with your kid and watching your friends win, like your friends from your old club win, and you're making like over thirty million dollars a year. It was like, yeah, I could probably imagine being that. I guess <laughs> like it probably it's probably not the worst thing in the entire world. Yeah, I'm sure there is. A, I'm sure he does have um, 
a little bit of you know, uh, well, obviously he wants to be in that position, and um, he's he's at the at the Phillies for the long haul, and is hoping that, and the Phillies are a team that can have the ability if they do the right things to be in that position in the next few years too. So, um, it's not like he's going to look at it and go, oh, should I should have stayed? He's not going to be thinking that. He'll be he's he's moved on. Um, it's sports. There's plenty of guys. I also just don't, know, yeah, yeah. The amount of guys that I mean, talking soccer like. You know, people said the same. I said the same thing about Coutinho probably after a few beers. But you know, they move on, they do their things, um, and you know, sometimes it goes well for you, sometimes it doesn't. You know, everyone, it's it's sports, it's business. It's um, yeah. I don't I don't feel too like I don't feel terrible for Bryce Harper, but I don't I don't I'm not like making jokes about him either. Like I did think about it. I was like, oh god, it's it's crazy that such a talented player, a former MVP, moved on, and then his team did that, but. You know, sports is full of these weird, unpredictable stories, and um, the only thing that you shouldn't be surprised by is how surprised. Well, you shouldn't be surprised by the surprises because they always happen, but we never know where they're going to come from. So, yeah, and it's just like, can you imagine Bryce Harper left this team? And it's like, yeah, they were nineteen and thirty-one after their first fifty. Like he made the right decision, probably, and they something just clicked there, and they turned it around. Like, and they may not it be just that happens like- in sports, like. Maybe it was just one magical year. I don't know if they're going to be quite. I don't know if they're quite built like the Astros, who are seem to be built for sustained success. Um, certainly got some good talent coming up there, but then you know Ken, Howie Kendrick's a, a seasoned veteran rather than a guy that you're going to be building around for the next ten ten years or anything like that. So, you know, and Max Scherzer is on like he's an older bloke as well. Strasburg, um, really cool for him too. Um, a guy that you know, yeah, uh, what you know, six seven years ago was being was on innings restrictions and you're wondering if his shoulder was just going to fall out of a socket um, yeah. and, and never be replaced. Um, so that's another story that's really cool is like, but he's, you know, he's been around for a fair while now. Um, so, um, and certainly pitchers can be around for a while longer, but with his injuries, injury history, you know, I don't know. They well, said, they're going to lose Rendon, it appears, probably to the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Lenny then talks. Garrett Cole's a free agent too, so. Mm-hmm. Gonna see who knows what happens in the off season, but I think both these teams look at least a little bit different <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. So yeah. I this Nats team kind of reminds me of a couple of the Mar the Marlins teams that won the World Series or even the Diamondbacks, where it was kind of a one off, and then you know, unfortunately, they have to sell their parts since it's not a. I mean, DC is not a huge market. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's the nation's capital and everything, and there's a lot of fans, but it's just it's still not a huge market compared to. LA and New York, yeah, yeah, even Houston, yeah, particularly the money um, that can be handed around at those uh, clubs on uh, on both seaboards there. So yeah, um, uh, not much more else to say. I was just um, it's moving on to next year, I guess. But we'll, we'll probably talk yeah. about it. A bit more. I'm ready for the the lead. I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> it's been a, not my favorite playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the lead into the playoffs is a bit rough for yourself with um just constantly. Well, I'm used to that. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. 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 I just like to reiterate that I hate the St. Louis Cardinals because they just let the Nats walk into the World Series. Didn't <laughs> even. Didn't even touch them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you'd prefer the Nats over the St. Louis Cardinals. So. Mm, it's, it's tough. I, I just. <laughs> the last time the Cardinals made the World Series, uh, I was actually rooting for them because they played the Red Sox. But no, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They did, they lost that too. They just never do. They just never come through for me. So I hate <laughs> them. I hate them for a lot of reasons, and that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll we'll, uh, um, baseball talk will come up again uh, through the off season at some point. But um, maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe we'll, Maybe we'll both be a year older by the time we talk about baseball again. <laughs> uh, it'll be depend on what the Yankees do in the offseason, I guess, for me. But um, I'm hoping. Rendon. Oh, look, just all of the all of the good players, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys need pitching. Yeah. Garrett uh, Cole. Yeah, that's that's probably who I'd if I was going to take my pick of out of Rendon and Garrett you know, take Cole because that's what we need, especially. You know, CC's been serviceable a lot, but he's retired, and then it's just he's you know, done, right? Yeah, yeah, he's done. Yeah, um, the fact that he even pitched in the ALCS is bonk. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, no, I think he faced one batter. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a he was such a good good Yankee. Like, I I think we'll miss like just a he's just such a good presence as well. 
Um, he cut out Fruit Loops for you guys and lost weight, so his heart <laughs> didn't explode. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about CC because uh, when he signed with the, when he got traded to the Brewers like in 08, I think they just used him way too much. <clears throat> they used him like every third day to close mm-hmm. out the season, and then got him to the playoffs. So, and I yeah. just hate the Brewers. So, still have hard feelings about that because I also feel like they kind of ruined him a little bit. I think he ended up not lasting as long because of that. So yeah, I mean, he's had his issues over the years with the injuries and whatever. But you know, he was there. He's he's been um, he's been a great Yankee. Like I mean, he's been there for a decade basically. So um, what got us three thousand? Yeah, got a lot of wins. Um, so you know, cheers, Cece. That's all I can say. <laughs> Here's MLB season. Yeah, um, yeah, long met rain in the recesses of the memory that we don't access ever again uh, <laughs> i've already forgotten about it yeah um well we'll move on to nba something that might actually it's, this yes is, isn't gonna make you any happier when we get to the steph stuff but anyway um well it's fine yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get there though yeah yeah i mean uh well actually no we should just start with that because that's the big news from uh just broken over last night yeah yeah um i, I just I, broke why they pay me the no bucks (laughs) (laughs) oh no bucks i got a lot of no bucks myself yeah daddy no bucks (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um so yeah nba preview pod i can't remember where we were on the warriors we were were kind of like they're in one of our teams in the mix of we don't know exactly like if things go right and steph has his monster year they could just like be in the bottom half of the Playoff fixture, but even before the uh, broken hand thing last night, we'll get to that. Um, they looked hard. They've looked as bad. Like <laughs> we we talked about how the defense may not be good. It was fucking horrific. It was getting blown out. Terrible. By yeah. Historically bad. Yeah. I mean, they just lost the three of their best defense, like probably their three best defenders in Clay, KD, and Iguodala, all mm-hmm. the different type of things. But obviously, when you replace those guys with like. 21 year olds who don't who are just getting used to the nba yeah you're gonna get blown off the court i think last night before steph even got hurt it, and steph's never been that great at defense anyway but warriors are gonna be even worse now but i think it was 46 to 14 against the, the suns yeah. and golden golden state was hosting uh at their new arena so uh yeah um i think you just punt on the season at this point if you're golden state yeah <laughs> honestly I mean- and look, you know, why not? Because as we said in the pod, they've had such a uh, the preview pod. They've had such a great five years. Um, this is going to happen eventually. Uh, it's it's catastrophically going downhill rather than just it happened like that. Yeah, you know, uh, really just Clay. Maybe starting with KD getting hurt, but I think the Clay injury was really the death blow of this team because Clay was such like a, a nice guy that everybody liked and he kind of he was yeah, kind of yeah. the straw that stirred the drink there because yeah. like Steph was obviously Steph winning MVPs and stuff and KD is one of the best 10 best basketball players of all time which I'm sure Simmons will get to in 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> but um Clay was just that quiet confident great player that also did a lot on defense that people didn't really rec- I mean people recognize he's an all-star but you don't realize how much you're going to miss that guy when he's not there because you have Steph and Draymond, you think you're going to be able to be okay. And it's like, and then D'Angelo Russell's still getting used to playing out there and he's never been that great of a defender. It's just, you're replacing great guys with good to mediocre guys and can't do that in this Western conference this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's a, yeah, D'Angelo's, D'Angelo's team now, <laughs> which I'm sure he didn't realize he was going to be in that position that quick, but, um, I mean, I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, because Draymond I, picked up a Nick last night too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Forgetting about Draymond for a second there, actually. Sorry, sorry, Draymond. Um, but the uh, he's not. Yeah, he's not putting up like. I mean, he did get a triple double earlier this week, but yeah, he's not. He's not the same Draymond, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately for the Warriors. Um, yeah, I I haven't. I think. It, Steph's getting an MRI and all that today, so we'll find out more about actually the extent of it. But if it is, I mean, a broken hand um, for a shooter is going to be, I assume there's going to be some kind of lengthy 
lengthy layoff at least, and then you know bringing him back if they're. I mean, what's I think the over under at the start of the start of the season was forty eight and a half for wins. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's what it's going to take to make the playoffs in the West. Probably mm-hmm. is at least forty eight wins. So. Well, we're already we're already probably scratching that off, aren't we? Like honestly, let's just. I would think so. Yeah, like I just I don't think, think they're making the playoffs with how good the West is. Um. There's no room for that kind of abject play. Like they're just getting blown out by the Phoenix Suns, let alone um you know the good teams in the West. Yeah, and maybe the, I don't know. I haven't actually kept too much of an eye on how Phoenix have been going. A little bit playing a little bit better than I thought they would, um, but I don't think they could still not forty six fourteen on the road yeah. over Golden State. They're not um, doing that to a lot of teams in the West. Yeah, so yeah, I think we've got to talk about that. We're going to be seeing the Western Conference playoffs without the Warriors for the first time in a long time. Um, which you know, for the other teams that we've been talking about, the West being pretty pretty thick with um, teams um, that are that are good. Uh, certainly, everyone else that's looking over their shoulder, to who who is going to be the team that they've got to they've got to beat? Uh, the Warriors are one that uh, everyone will be happy to see <laughs> going just going bye bye and not having to worry about um, you know Blazers as Blazers fans. Um, I'm certainly not that mad about it. Um, certainly, un- I'm. One less team to worry about. Yeah, I'd prefer I'm, I'd prefer them to be bad without Steph being injured. I don't want to see guys like you know, obviously, great yeah. fun guys like and Steph. my fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Well, they said minimum three weeks, so who knows? I don't know. I don't know how these things work. So we'll know, see how long it takes. So which hand was it, by the way? That's what I meant to ask. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I was uh, watching the World Series when it happened, and I just saw the update. Yeah. Uh, on so the it phone. depends. I guess it depends which hand it is as to. But then, even then, I just the whole mechanics of shooting. I just can't imagine. Either way, three weeks seems like a short amount of time. But you know, med- medical medical marvels are um, a big thing about the twenty first century. So I just don't. I just, Looks like his left hand. Hmm. So not so, his shooting hand. Yeah. So that that that's a little bit better, I guess. But I just can't imagine, especially just. If if there's any chance that if you you'd want it to be fully right and you know 100 percent so that there's no chance of re-injury or making a, having a worse injury, um, mm. yeah. Um, so I don't know, especially because he's going to be leaned on heavily and uh, getting a lot more attention when he's on the court, being that there's not as many you know not people are having to worry about KDs and and all that around him. So yeah, I'd worry. And there's just no point in rushing him back either. So he'll probably be out for quite a while since I. I I just think this was the like final. This is strike three for the Warriors this year. You know, yeah. after losing Clay and losing KD in the off season, it's so, like you lose yeah. your entire big three. And I know Draymond and D'Angelo Russell are both all stars, but it's just not not enough. Yeah, yeah, and um, I just think it's um, it's kind of like reminds me of LeBron last year once. The Lakers went downhill a bit, um, and he was injured for a few weeks, and they just they kind of. Kept on dress dragging out longer because they just realized that what's the what's the point of pushing him back um, too soon? Yeah, and I think like you said, the the Warriors just have to punt on the season at this point. Um, I can't remember if you said that on pod or off air, but um, yeah, it's, I just don't see the point. And um, they they can reload for next year and have a crack again. I think if Clay is Clay, you know he's got a season of rehab now. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with D'Angelo. I don't know. If, I still wonder if they're looking at trading him at some point. Um, so I, I know the Timberwolves yeah. want him. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, but perfect chance for him to just to audition and see what and see if he does have anything to offer the offer the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had his best game the other night against New Orleans. So he looked he looked pretty good. But um, going to the Lakers it, um, off of kind of what you said about LeBron, that's another team where it feels like if LeBron or Anthony Davis get hurt, that's going to be. <laughs> I mean. It's going to be tough for them just from because their roster is just not filled out. It's kind of similar to the Warriors roster, actually, and just that it's super inconsistent. And yeah, they have names, but if one of their big guys goes down, it's it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah, the, the Lakers and and to a lesser extent, the Clippers are both in that same position where they're um, a, a serious injury to one of their top two away from uh, falling back into the pack. Um, you know, Lakers have looked alright. They're um, you know playing. They've, I think the three and one or something at the moment. Um, Clippers, Clippers uh, really. Uh, it was a Mike Conley show last night. Um, Utah had a really good win over them, but they've looked okay otherwise. Um, I mean, Jazz. Yeah, Jazz. Sorry, what did I say? 
Clippers. Clippers over the Clippers. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Was, um, yeah, the Jazz. I was watching a bit of the Oregon against Oregon game last night too, so maybe that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> the little scrimmage. There you go. Um, yeah, the Jazz. Yeah, um, they had a really good win last night, and then uh, so the the West just so deep because Utah when they're on they're on they look really good too. So, but yeah, the Clippers. Clippers and Lakers, we said in the preview pod, they're just we did say they're one one injury serious one away from the top two, another team. So that's going to be the, like what we're all watching all year. I think is like every any time that our Bleacher Report notifications, or whatever we whatever service we use, goes off with you know Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron, AD, they're down. We don't know what's wrong. Like it's, it'll blow up the internet because everyone starts saying what's going to happen if this is serious. So. And it looked that way um, the other night when Anthony Davis hurt his shoulder for a little bit, but it turned out he was only out for two minutes. But it did seem like it's like, oh, well, here's a little preview of what's going to come. It's just like a little nagging injury, mm-hmm. but it keeps him out for games. And unfortunately, with the team that the Lakers have built around LeBron and AD, it's, it's not going to be good if he doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, LeBron's still great, but... You know, Dwight Howard's had an okay start to the season, but that's just not going to last. You can't imagine that lasting. And, you know, who's really going to step up? Danny Green. Is Danny Green going to step up to be one of the two best players on an NBA team? Uh, I don't I don't like that team's chances in the West. Maybe in the East you could get away with that. But mm-hmm. even in the, the East is better now. So even – I just don't – the Lakers need to, to make a move. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, and that's that's where the worry with the Lakers is, is that um, I don't trust the way they run. Um, we've talked about that on the pod last year, I think. Um, whether it was with Vince a bit of, as well, I remember talking about just how just the mess with Magic last year and all that, all that, the, just the way they handled the initial um, approach for <laughs> Anthony Davis during the trade, the trade periods and whatever. Um, just not not well run. I don't try. Like I, I think they've just locked out with being the Lakers that they've got LeBron and AD there somehow, but. It really is going to be um, the entire chances are built on keeping them fit to get you know the fifty fifty five wins they need to at least get into the playoffs, and then they're going to have to. Well, be- that'd be fifty five wins would probably get them in the top half. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, the the issue then will be keeping them fit through the playoffs too. Um, when it gets the basketball gets harder, and that's where I actually I just genuinely don't think that they'll both be. Uh, strong and fit at that point, they might be carrying a few injuries, and they might get through. Who knows? Like they, they might get lucky and just things fall into place that they fit the right time of the year. But I do worry about the longevity of like you know LeBron at his age has played. You know we've all talked yeah. about his seven straight finals and just the amount like, the extra seasons of basketball he's played just with the playoffs he's played and um, the miles on the body, and then Anthony Davis just with all his niggling injuries. So. Yeah, I, I really do worry about the Lakers' chances um, at the end, the business end of the season. But at the moment, it's going okay. So, I just don't think that even if they stay healthy, that they can beat the Clippers. Even if Paul George isn't healthy, I think the Clippers, even without Paul George, are the best team in basketball right now. And I, because I think Kawhi's the best player in basketball, and I don't even mm-hmm. think it's really close right now. So. Even if the Lakers are able to stay healthy, they still need to make a move that puts them up there with the Clippers because I think the Clippers are in a territory by themselves, maybe with the the Sixers right now. Um, And other than that, uh, I think the Lakers kind of fit in with that Houston-Utah sub-tier right now in the West. So I'm not going to throw the Blazers in there yet, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, so... Kawhi, best player in the NBA. Giannis, a distance behind him then at the moment, you think? I think I no, I don't think it's a distance at all. I just think that Giannis's supporting cast isn't as good, and so he has less to work with. So that kind of takes away from his stats, and he kind of has to do more of it himself. Whereas Kawhi is really facilitating that Clippers team, um, who looks like it has a breath of fresh air from kind of the Lob City era now. It's kind of a rebuild of a team, new face, um, new atmosphere, new court and everything. So yeah, I just think Kawhi is the at the he's the top dog right now. And Giannis is obviously great, but I think Kawhi has a better sense of what it takes to lead a team 
than Giannis does right now, especially because he has a better supporting cast, so it's easier to lead. But yeah, yeah. Giannis is still Giannis is still growing, whereas Kawhi's he's been through it. You know, he's won the finals, so he's won the finals twice. So yeah, I mean, what are we five years removed from when he won it the first time? So yeah, he's had plenty of years of experience that Giannis doesn't have. So. And yeah, the 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 Bucks probably they're a little bit lighter than they were last year, which is the wrong way. They want they don't want to be going that way. They want to be getting better. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and they got smashed by the Celtics last night, which I don't think like I don't even think the Celtics are that good this season. So yeah, yeah. Um, it does seem like my Bucks pick at the start of the season is not <laughs> not great. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I just didn't want to pick Sixter, Sixers Clippers, which is what everybody's picking but yeah seems seems like it's gonna happen yeah i think i i I just have so much love for Giannis that my pick was basically made on that and i yeah and i i still worry about philly um yeah if we move i mean jesus christ what would the that was that was something last night by the way (laughs) (laughs) yeah envy and cat and then they were talking shit to each other on instagram yeah (laughs) I was I raised just, by lions, um, and this cat was dragging at me, or whatever he said. I just, I don't like Carl Anthony Towns going after a reporter who said, "Like, hey, is there beef?" And he's like, "No, I'm not helping you sell papers. There's no beef." Blah blah blah. And then the next night they fight. It's like, yeah. okay, dude, cool. Like, these players just don't get how stupid they look. Like, it's a big thing that Ryan Rosillo always does. It's like when Anthony Davis wore the "That's All, folks." shirt to the last new orleans game and it's like oh the media is making a big deal out of this it's like it's not me that put that in my locker it's like fuck off yeah it's like oh it's actually my stylist it's like you don't think people can see through that like you don't think like and also how is that the media's fault they're just reporting on it it's just so frustrating after a while it's like these guys want an out for every stupid thing they do. So mm-hmm. they just blame the media. And it's like, no, like if you ever like had to take like step back and take a look at your life, you would realize that a lot of these problems are created by yourself. Yeah. I be, think it'd be good if they be good if the president of countries could figure that out too, but. Oh, so. that's a lost cause here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is very much the same thing though, isn't it? It's just the, the you know, the media just says, Oh, there's a guy wearing a That's all folks. Shirt, and then, and the guy that's wearing it says, oh, that's fake news. And it's like, no, you were literally wearing it. And or then, like the Astros thing that just happened. It's yeah. like, no, that didn't happen. It's like, well, there was a room full of reporters that saw it happen, and they all wrote stories about it. So and they all jumped on Twitter and retweeted the story saying, yeah, they're jumping on Twitter saying, yeah, no, I was there, and that's exactly how it happened, and it was really disturbing. And then the Astros come out and say, no, nah, it didn't happen. Luckily, the Astros retracted it and gave an apology, and I think they fired the guy too. That'll happen. Uh, they it? did, but it wasn't. They doubled down, they tripled down, they quadrupled down, and then they finally issued yeah. a one sentence. They finally apologized. They, it was we talked about it in class. That's how big of a PR nightmare it was. It's like, yeah. hey, how many of you guys want to get into PR? And a couple of dipshits raised their hand, and he was, <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, "This is a PR nightmare. Yeah. I would not be surprised if their whole staff gets fired." for this yeah because you shouldn't that should never happen like it's just so it was so and then deadspin deadspin's david roth had a great tweet about it It it's just like well this starts from the top down in this country like Mm -hmm. the astros really didn't see that they did anything wrong even though it was proven and so they just did exactly what the president would do and just like start deflecting and denying yelling yelling fake names giving fake apologies where it's like i'm sorry if you were offended which isn't even a real that's not an apology Mm -hmm. that's victim blaming basically so yeah and now deadspin's apparently going tits up so that's great yeah i love this yeah because yeah stick to sports apparently um yeah, and we got we got to that from Philadelphia wrestling. Um, yeah, uh, that was I don't know. That was, it was I don't. Brad tweeted back at my tweet. Um, oh no, friend of the pod, enemy of the pod, get out enemy of the pod <laughs> gets his shout out. Um, uh, what did he say? I tweeted like the pic, the footage of Ben Simmons like making like just re- like choke holding, and it wasn't really much of like you watch it choked back. out with his right arm, not his left arm. Did you see that? <laughs> No, I didn't even notice. 
Um, and it wasn't that bad. Like I think he, I think you could see him whispering in his ear. I feel like he was just going, just calm the fuck down. Like I think that's. Oh, it definitely. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't. He was just holding him down, saying, "Don't get back up." Like you could see that's what was yeah. going on. But Brad tweeted back to it and said, "Oh, there's no room for this trash in the game. They should both get ten games." <sighs> and I just tweeted back. I said, "Handbags at ten paces." That's all it was. It was like when you watch it all back, it's kind of uh, like it was pretty rough at first, but they it got was. But then pretty... they they quickly kind of pulled into each other. It was like they half took a couple of swings, and that was about it. You know, um, there was no. I don't think. I, that, I don't think there was any blood. And that's where I'm like, if I, if I'm seeing like torn jerseys and you know a bit of blood on them, then I'm going, yeah, that was a that was a wrestle. But the fact that Embiid was just sitting there beating his chest, having a laugh afterwards, it was like, nah, there's. Certainly, no place for it to continue in the game. Like you know, I don't want to see that. Become it's a fine. Thing. It was but, old school. Yeah, but um, when a couple of big guys that are huge personalities and players in the league just just get angry at each other for a second, it's it it builds drama and it and it's but and these guys are I don't know. People get angry when when players like they want players to be invested in the sport and um, getting crazy and 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 really. And really caring about what they're doing, so that their, their fandom can be increased by caring about the players that care about the team. But when these guys eat, uh, when these guys get heated and, and th- throw some punches, people are like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. Like part of part of being in part of being in those high pressure situations is sometimes you do let loose in the wrong way. Um, obviously, you got to be reprimanded for it. But I didn't see too much wrong with like there'll be some there'll be some there'll be a suspension here and there. But I don't think it's worthy of um, getting throwing ten game suspensions around for that. Maybe five, but like, I, I was fine with it. I just want to know what was said that that finally tipped it over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if it was. And like, I was like, it was no it. surprise, but yeah. like that it happened. They don't like each other, so. Yeah, um, I was trying to watch it back a little bit a few times. I didn't get much of a chance to do too much into it, but. There's not a great angle. They, they, I think it was on a free throw. Yeah, and they were kind of grappling at each other a bit. And I wonder if it was like. I wonder if it was even much said. It was, or maybe they were just drawing at each other throughout the game, and then their arms were grappled, and they just started, you know, just started swinging. Like, you know, there's not much more to it than that. But I don't know. Yeah, neither of them really got any punches off though. So because they're both so big, they yeah. just kind of bear hugged, and they were trying to for sure, but yeah. they didn't really didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, it was, and then everyone else dived in there pretty quick, and. And and it just became a bunch of guys wrestling on the ground and kind of like those baseball ones you see. Like I mean, those I mean we see it in baseball like every year, and we don't we're not yeah, like, and nothing much comes of that because it shouldn't because unless unless guys are actually those occasional ones where a couple of guys break off and really get some punches in, that's when you see some suspensions in baseball. But otherwise, it's just it's just things get heated and that happens sometimes. Uh, yeah, handbags like yeah. you said. Ten paces. I do. I did see you tweet that Simmons made Cat tap out, but I think <laughs> that was just me. I but, think Cat was punching the ground in anger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that that was a tweet yeah. Brad responded to. I did it in all caps yeah. and said, "I said I know, Sim- yeah. Simmons made Cat tap out. I love the UFCBA. Like I was a big, yeah. I was being deliberately just um, excited for the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Ultimate Fighting Championship Basketball Association. <laughs> it could work. <laughs> yeah, I just mean, put, just put a there's cape. a lot of big personalities now. I, I, everybody like, everybody's so mad all the time when it's like, oh, I hate that players get along so well now. It's like, well, this is what happens when players don't get along. So yeah. you can't have it both ways. <laughs> and I'm all for it. Like, I mean, it's ha- it happened in the '80s, and everybody loved. It. Everybody says the NBA was at its best in the '80s. So. Yeah, you know, Larry Bird was Bill Lam- Robert Parrish wailing so. on Bill Lambier. Yeah, <laughs> just a memorable moment. It's a, and just so everybody knows, it's not like kids are taking an influence from it. It's like kids are going to fight playing sports anyway because it's a t- testosterone-driven game. Mm-hmm. So emotions are going to run high, especially when you're younger. Kids are going to get into it. So just let them fight. <laughs> I mean, like break it up, but like don't suspend them. Yeah, yeah. But they'll no. probably get five games. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll, it'll be good for the Blazers this weekend because I think they've got the uh, they got the 76ers coming up, so we'll have to... They know, do. And yeah. considering our issues with the uh, the big man thing, it's um, probably not a bad thing that we don't have to worry about Embiid for a game, but... Um, Whiteside's yeah. played all right, but yeah, I don't trust him defensively. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, not, I, not having Embiid on the floor against you is always going to be a good thing, I think, so... Yeah, um... 
yeah, I guess Blazers, uh, I don't know. Have you watched too much? I haven't had a chance to watch them too much apart from little bits here and there. Uh, probably. Yeah, they look all right. Going exactly, <laughs> not great. Going exactly as we but. thought. Not not great defensively a bit, but, um, you know, as long as, the, as long as the big two stay fit and then everyone else around them does their part, then, yeah, Whiteside's getting 10 and 12, kind of just what you want out of him. Um, bit of foul They're talk. not as good as last year. I don't think, but I mean, with four of their first five on the road and going three and two, I'll take it yeah. with not the easy schedule. So, yeah, that's my takeaway right now. I don't <laughs> like Lillard saved us last night. He almost beat the Spurs. Like Blazers are going to go through Lillard again, and he'll take the Blazers as far as he can. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's just pretty much what it is. Um, unfortunately, um. A lot's predicated on when we find out if Nurkic will be back um, in any real helpful capacity this year, I think. Um, and then that'll dictate what happens with Whiteside, whether he's actually around for the full season or if, um, you know, trade things happen there. Trade him um, for Kevin Love, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the, that, that gets whispered a lot. And I'm not sure how much that's uh, just predicated on the fact he's from the, like, you know, from the Portland area. It's just like people put two. Oh, it defi- that's yeah, definitely they, it. They but... go two plus two equals um, Kevin Love to the Blazers. So, which I'm more than happy yeah. for that kind of mathematics. So, um, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> uh, the other one I wanted to bring up with you, one that um, I'm a big fan of the story because I just I just find it fascinating, especially because we talked about the Nets in the preview pod about um, where they might actually be at. Uh, I don't know how much did you read into the report that Kyrie's mood swings are already a concern for the... Yeah, something Jack, uh, Jackie McMullen put out there, and she's you know well respected reporter, and and had, oh yeah. had had finger on the pulse in Boston, obviously. So, um, I do think she's also Boston oriented, and a lot of the Boston people, I think, want to see Kyrie fail. I don't know if Jackie would do that because she's like you said, pretty well respected. Mm-hmm. But I definitely do think there's something going on there, mental health wise, with. Kyrie yeah and I think it's just a kind of a product of our generation I think a lot of people have that a lot of people just want to be out there and be themselves and stuff and when you're in an organization that doesn't always fit you know they want you to be a cog especially in a system that has as much money flowing through it as the NBA but I do think he just has I don't know what mental health issue it is but it seems like something something there is it kind of like and I think Simmons said this or Rosillo or Woj um, it's it's kind of like the Antonio Brown thing, but like not as severe. Mm. But there's just something going on there underneath that isn't, and I don't want to say isn't right because that's stigmatizing mental health. But there's just something there that isn't um, working for him. It, it's clear. So yeah. I feel kind of bad for him at the moment. I guess because I don't think he's getting the help he needs, and I also just think that. It's a lot of bitter Boston fans are using it to make him look bad and their team look good, which mm-hmm. is, which is why people are so afraid of mental health now. Because like, if you come out and say it, like, people will make you feel bad for it. Still, it's still stigmatized. So, I it's just a weird situation, and I feel I feel for him. Um, obviously, he could try to make some strides somewhere, but I don't know what's going on in his life. So. Yeah, and that's like I brought it up. Um, obviously, I was going to actually mention that uh, we don't want to be, uh, you know, disrespect, uh, dis- dismissive of the mental health side of it. Because um, when I when I when the story came out and I read it, I thought, uh, you know, that with what we know about Kari with his uh, the last couple of years with how Boston went went south and his um, his and um, again, this is not to say it dismissive of mental health, but. His moments in the media with saying how he called LeBron and all those other things and how he wasn't ready to be a leader. Yeah. All those things he said were um, quite brutally honest at the times too because you weren't expecting it. it. also, I think it also did sh- shine a light on how he is a unique personality and probably is in his own head a bit more than what um, a lot of people realise. And these mood swings, and I'm doing quotations, um, whatever they might be uh, is part of that. And certainly, the fact that he's gone to gone to Brooklyn, there is that there is pressure on him still because he's still yet to 
Well, he doesn't need to prove himself because he, he's won a championship and he and he and he's a big part of that championship at Cleveland. I think he he wants he went to Boston hoping to prove himself as an individual as a leader, and maybe that's not going the way he hoped. But and that's why he's gone there to team up with KD. And but he's he is the leader this year because there's no KD. So uh, whether there's some pressure there and maybe and whatever mental health issues he's dealing with, maybe like you said, he's not maybe not getting the right help there to 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 those bad days that you have with mental health issues. Um, you need a support network, and if he doesn't have that at Brooklyn, then that would be uh, compounding the issue. Um, you know, Brooklyn was apparently had a pretty good culture the last couple of years from all reports, so it remains to be seen. But I do worry, um, just from a basketball standpoint, how how this is going to go for Brooklyn. <laughs> I When I was reading this report the other day, I just, I just started having flashbacks to uh, the Lakers when they brought Nash and Howard in, and everything was meant to go great. And... I don't think this will go like as catastrophically bad, but I wonder if we'll look back in five, ten years and and look at this Nets period and go, "Oh, that didn't really work." Well, there is that chance. They were never going to win it this year, anyway. Yeah, were, I mean, they'll probably still make the playoffs. The bigger issue I have here too is that this is so. It's such a part of our culture now that like. It's so tone deaf how we're approaching all of this because the reason they're saying mood swings is because mood swings historically have been tied to women, even though men have just as many mood swings as women. So there's you have the toxic masculinity yeah, part, just, you have just, the just overlooking of the mental health part, <laughs> and you just have no understanding of what's going on. It's it's just so 2019. It's just it's so frustrating because. To me, the writing's on the wall. This dude needs to get... He's clearly lacking confidence. I don't know if he has depression or whatever, but just everything he, he, he said, you know, the whole boss with the Boston saying, like, if you'll have me, you know, the self-doubt thing, mm-hmm. and being in LeBron's shadow for so long, and just... It just seems like he needs somebody to help him out, and uh, rather than help him out, people are lashing out at him, saying, like, oh, like the reason Boston didn't win was because of Kyrie and now he's doing the same to the Nets. It's like, so then rather than help him, you're hurting him. You're throwing even more on him. So he's going to get even weirder Mm -hmm. because you're not helping what's causing all of it in the first place. You're just adding to it. You're expounding on it. So I feel bad for him, like I said, but I know I'm in the minority there. Yeah, I know I'm with you. I've got a, I've got a Kyrie Irving jersey in my closet. Like I, I love, he's one of my favorite players to watch. I've said I've said it plenty of times on the pod because I always call back to my experiences when I do have them. Um, watching him play in Boston was like, um, you know, next to Lillard's fifty-one point game, like on that wedding weekend. Um, yeah. What just just seeing Kari play in person, just what he does with the, you know, you get a new watching on TV gives you a good angle of everything, but when you see it in person, you kind of when you don't have that TV filter in front of you, you realize actually how good it looks. Um, Horford was great that night too, but yeah, just watching Kyrie the way he handles the ball, I haven't seen a guy do that like really ever. Like he just the way he was very unique in the way he plays the ball. So he's certainly a a mercurial talent, and just you know I, he's the kind of guy you want to see in the league uh, playing well without all these things on the side. And and like you said, it's as much on us as well, we're not media, and we're not the ones. He's not he's not hearing what we're saying, so. It's the ones that are feeding into it and and putting the pressure on in in ways that you know negative negative reinforcement rather than positive reinforcement is all that you get a lot in sports media sometimes. Um, it's just what sells the sells the stories and puts the clickbait out there, unfortunately. But yeah, um, and I and my my worries for them um, the Nets certainly aren't wanting to. Put more pressure on Kyrie. I just do worry. Like, I just do see this, and then I think KD's not going to be back for a year. I wonder if, if Kyrie, and my genuine question is if Kyrie does go through a rough first year, is KD coming back going to be enough to, and hopefully with them being good mates, um, um, will KD be able to save it? And probably he might be able to if he's fit, but then if KD's coming back and having a year that's coming back from injury, maybe on minutes restrictions, you know, Kawhi's still going through that, all that after his injury issues. Then you're talking two years into the Nets thing, and then Kyrie might have had two years of, um, you know, just the Brooklyn bubble being a bit, um, bit in his face, and then you've got KD only having one year in, and then you're there three years in, and they've had just a, a rough couple of years, and then that can just compound and compound and compound, and 
that's my worry. That's a, to shorten down what is an extensive. I could write an extensive thing about it. That's my worries about how it could potentially go if things don't go right. And that's as much on the media pushing it. If they start pushing a negative narrative when it's not there, then that can actually build into an actual negative narrative, being that we're talking about Kyrie possibly having those those um, sensitive mental health issues that he that he probably has. So yeah, I just don't. I never thought that this was the answer to winning a title. I never thought Kevin Durant and Kyrie, I I just think the league's too saturated with talent right now that they were going to be enough, especially with, well, maybe if Durant didn't get injured, but since he was already injured when they signed him, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Durant's going to come back a hundred percent. And I just don't think that's going to be enough to compete with a Philly team. That's just going to keep getting better. And then who knows what happens in the West, but if Anthony Davis keeps playing this way and the Lakers are able to sign somebody else, um, you know, there's, there's, there's just better teams out there. So I think maybe hoisting championship expectations on this team, especially a year out of Kevin Durant actually hitting the floor is, uh, it's a tall task right now for them. I I just don't see it. Yeah. And that, but that's unfortunately what, everyone expects out of once they're back on the floor together next year, I think. Well, they're both NBA champions, so yeah. yeah. And multiple-time All-Stars, but sometimes you have to just face the facts that there are better teams out there. And maybe maybe their experience would beat a Sixers team, but if the Sixers get that experience this year by going all the way to the finals with this squad and get Simmons and and Embiid that experience, then... I don't know how they're not the favorite. And Giannis is just going to keep getting better, you would think. Um, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. So, I mean, the East isn't a cakewalk like it used to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they might just uh, – their window might have slammed shut before it even opened. Yeah, yeah. And that is um, that is kind of sad because you do want to see – I mean, when they uh, signed together, obviously we already knew Durant was injured, but it was just – it's just a fun story to follow is like guys like that teaming up and seeing what they can do. So, you know, um, and just as basketball fans, you want to see good players playing good basketball. You don't want to see them getting injured or or being followed by media, making up um, just negative stories just for the sake of the clicks. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a good, good – a better outcome than what my fear is, but I just fear the way I just my – you know, history as fans, seeing how things can unravel very quickly. Um, it isn't, unfortunately, just what I, I'm more, I'm more leaning towards that possibly happening than any good outcome from it. But, you know, if they play some good basketball next year together and um, and there's a bit of a good buzz around Brooklyn, even if it's not them that bring a championship there, it might just build into some kind of building culture there, and particularly with the Knicks not going anywhere fast, they can keep trying to, <laughs> trying to snatch a bit of that market there and, and build, yeah, build a uh, build a culture there. Even if they don't um, get the championship out of those guys, if they if they have a good little run there for a bit, um, yeah, that might be might be where it's actually where, where it's more worth it for them in in the long run. I would think so. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't see it for them. Unfortunately, right now, maybe. I mean, Kevin Durant's still out for ten months, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not seeing him this year, so that's yeah. All ifs, uh, if buts, and maybes until next year, really, with them. So, and let's just hope that Kyrie um, has a good season this year and doesn't have too many injury troubles and all this, all this other bullshit that um, people, um, you know, and look, not bullshit in the sense of what he's gone through, but just the bullshit as far as people speculating about things that they probably, unless unless you actually know, um, it's better to not talk about people's um, <coughs> mental health uh, without knowing what's going on or even having the. Uh, having the permission to do so because you know people's uh, people's own minds are their things so yeah that wasn't very yeah, I just don't, that wasn't very yeah. eloquent but um that's kind of my point i just don't think the older media understands mental health like maybe some of the generations who have uh, had to go, up, through, go through that's what yeah we, yeah that's what we get exactly there. like mood sw- like calling it mood swings it's like he's like maybe he's bipolar or something like that's what comes to my mind a lot when i think when i hear that and particularly with him um i I, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to, you know, diagnose it and put that stigma there without yeah, whether I could be completely wrong too. I'm not a psychologist, yeah. but he clearly needs one, and yeah. I know most sports teams have them, so I'm surprised. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh, well, we'll we'll uh, get back to some NBA chat next week. Um, yeah, more. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll leave leave the NFL stuff and whatever for this week because. 
I don't know, apart from Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers reminded us that he's he, <laughs> he's um he's pretty great. But apart from that, it's just uh, it's still the dog days of the season at the moment. So um, teams like Patriots, 49ers, collision I think, course. I think you said that two weeks ago as well. <laughs> like, well, they're both undefeated. Yeah, and they that's what I mean. Nothing, nothing much has changed. I mean, like, I'm still worried about the Pats on the offensive side of the ball. But apart from that, it's like the defense is great. So, yeah, whatever. You guys have the toughest game of the season this this week. So, that'll probably might be your only loss. Yeah, so. yeah. And I'll probably be, I'm going to be working, I think, through it. So, it's probably a good thing, actually, because I probably don't need to be sitting there and stress drinking during a Patriots Ravens game again because the early 2010s was a lot of that with. I don't know. I think you guys might have a chance, a, a really good chance at bottling up Lamar just with Belichick, especially having that night game. I, I think, Yeah. I don't know. It it's is, definitely going to be the biggest test of the, of the defense until they play the Chiefs. So. Yeah. Scoring points is more where my worry is, to be honest. You know, they, we might bottle them up for... Uh, you know, fourteen or seventeen, but then we've got to we've got to make sure we score more than that too. So yeah, we'll see. Their defense is all right, but yeah. I don't not otherworldly. Yeah, it's more like I just worry about uh, you know Brady Brady looking forty two, and um, you know a few of the receivers not having the best best years either. Either so we'll see. We'll we'll talk about it more next week when you're um when you're uh, happy to talk about college football again, if ever. <laughs> Probably not this year. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, no, I've been meaning to get Vince organized to get back on the pocket. He loves talking college football, and I enjoy talking about it with him too. So um, he can take over. It's just like he can take over not that range. fun. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. You know, I guess um, Oklahoma losing was cool, but I had him in pick them for eight points, so it was very not cool. And <laughs> just like it's just the same teams every year, and so it's just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Let Alabama and Clemson play again. Alabama will probably win this year because they have the better team. So mm. it's just like every, you know, maybe Ohio State can crack into that. And obviously Chase Young is super impressive. So yeah, that'd be cool. But it's still Ohio State. They've still won a title in the last five years. So <laughs> yeah, there's it just there's no like Leicester City coming through college football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um that's why I'm just like we just won't worry talking about it because it's just we end up we end up talking about the same thing every week. Um, if any big big things happen, we'll talk about it. But it's just yeah, I mean Oklahoma losing, Notre Dame losing, but and it's just like a thing. Like I know the Ducks fans are hyped right now, but it's like if the Ducks sneak into the playoff, they're going to get hammered by Alabama or one of those teams. It's just they're just so much better than everybody. It's mm-hmm. it's not fair. I mean I know you guys. I know the Ducks hung with Auburn, but I don't think Auburn is anywhere near that Alabama LSU level. I guess LSU being good is kind of interesting, but yeah, yeah they'll not. still probably lose in two weeks to Alabama. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll get back. To we'll it. talk about that game next week, though. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about anything that's important, but it's just. There's not much happened this week. Well, not I, I was I not was, a good week of football. I was, well, I was watching motorbikes, and I was much more happy with that. So, um, you know, I just didn't. And I definitely don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it was it was a great weekend. Good good. You have a new new found respect. Well, I always like respected racing in any format, but um, yeah, the way those guys like that motorbike racing is just a whole different beast because you actually like it is a f- so physical because you've got to wrestle that bike around it you know there's one guy that got blown off the fucking track at 260k an hour like uh, it was just 170 170 miles an hour roughly because the winds were like 80 80k an hour crosswinds like <laughs> and it just fucking his bike you could just see it just start moving off the track and then he fucking crashed it and couldn't race the next day because um but yeah, there's, you see the way they move their bodies around the bike because every time they go into the corner, they have to shift their whole body weight over and it's just like, I can't even imagine how you feel after doing that for that long. So, yeah. This is where, like, if I was editing the pod, I'd just be like, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. And, like, a bunch of people in my grad program are, like, super into NASCAR and stuff. And I'm like, I just don't get it. But I support everybody that has hobbies and likes what they like. I just, I'm like, all right, cool. I drive a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh uh, yeah, the doesn't motor- go very fast. I just had to buy new tires for it. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll send you. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll send you a video after of like just an insane save that a guy had in his bike. Did it crash? No, no. He <laughs> he came around the corner and like um, he basically he's he lost he lost control like lost control of the bike in the sense that his body he was basically upside down like his legs were straight up in the air above the bike and he somehow held on and then brought his body back down and continued riding. It was just insane like to have that control of your body and be able to keep the bike going is just yeah yeah motorbike racing is that's that's hardcore <laughs> excite bike's pretty cool yeah wait what <laughs> excite bike for the nintendo oh. <laughs> you ever play that <laughs> no no that's no. a great game yeah i'll have to uh i'll have to buy a nintendo and then find out <laughs> in emulus m n e s emulator that's hard to say but yeah yeah yeah. Just play it. Make funny sounds like, Ring. yeah, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's classic. Oh uh, yeah. Then you can play 1942 as well. That's oh, a great I fucking game. love that game. We've got like a arcade machine at the bowl, bowling alley that has 1942 on it. Yeah. I, I, what the fuck? Yeah. Coming to Australia tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next pod, we'll be coming at you both of us in the bar here at. Um, I guess we don't have to do it at 2 a.m. But but tomorrow's already today there, so it's very confusing. <laughs> uh, I'll see you in an hour then. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time change. <laughs> or uh, time... Tra- oh, my God. Yeah, we should wrap this one up. Yeah, we'll wrap this one up. Um, yeah, no, good pod. Uh, we'll be getting back on and recording in a second for some soccer chat. But until next time, we'll stay sportsgasmic. Beers. Beers.